According to the National Endowment for the Arts, low-income students who are highly engaged in the arts are twice as likely to graduate college as their peers with no arts education. So why are so many public schools crowding out arts programs? I'm your host, Kamara Dorsey, and on today's episode of WQED's Voice of the Arts, you'll be listening in on a conversation with Liza Barley from Hope Academy of Music and the Arts in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, about urban youth, their inaccessibility to the arts, and the hope for the future. Hope Academy is a place located in the East Liberty Presbyterian Church, which is right on Highland Avenue and Penn Avenue in East Liberty, in the heart of East Liberty. And it is an organization that focuses on arts education in music, theater, and dance for urban youth ages three to 18. And they've been going since, I wanna say 2000, I think somewhere around 2000, uh, the year 2000. And, um, it is currently directed by Linda Adelsberger and she's been there for a long time. And um, we have a great team of teaching artists from Pittsburgh and it's a, a great spot for youth who want to learn the arts in Pittsburgh. Prior to the pandemic, Hope Academy served about 400 students every year with programs for children of all ages. Yeah, that's awesome. So how did you get involved with Hope Academy? Um, so I grew up in Pittsburgh and then I was out of the country for many years. I lived in Africa for 10 years. I lived in London for two years and then I lived in Portugal for a little bit. And when I came back, um, I was looking for work and I'm a violinist. So I was looking for some teaching gigs and I stumbled upon Hope Academy because I'm a Kappa graduate and so, um, I, you know, anything that feels Kappa-ish to me, I always am drawn to. <laughs> and so Hope Academy felt like a really great vibe and um, really focused on diversity and really focused on having all kinds of different people have access to the arts there. And that's a huge, huge, really important thing um, in my work. So I was like, yes. <laughs> and so I started teaching there in 2015 originally. That's awesome. So you touched a little bit uh, about how Hope Academy is really deeply passionate about diversity. So can you just give me a little bit more information about like, what does that mean? Like, what does that really look like when you like live it out? Sure. Um, Hope Academy is committed to giving scholarships to all students that are Black and Latinx. And they also are committed to um, LGBTQ plus community members. And so they are really interested in having the broadest possible student body that, that we can, as well as having the makeup of the teaching artists be as diverse as possible. So creating jobs within communities of color, within communities that may be underrepresented, um, and giving access to everyone. Now they also do give scholarships to low income families of 
any color, um, but they are very, very focused on kind of leveling the playing field when it comes to bringing black students into the arts in the city of Pittsburgh. That's wonderful because I feel like there are so many just like creative and talented uh, organizations and people and like be able to being able to bring the youth in the 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 um, diverse youth, the low income youth into that. I think that's really beautiful because I think everybody has a creative talent to offer. Maybe they know it and maybe they don't and they need a teacher to say, hey, like you're actually really good at that. So I think that's, that's I think that's beautiful, like to level the playing field. As far as like the programs, what could I expect if I had a child and I was like, okay, like they're in the program, what programs does Hope Academy offer? So we have, we have a Suzuki program, which Suzuki music is learning music as a mother tongue approach, which means by ear, the same way you learn a language. So it's very focused on involving parents and also getting children to start as early as possible. So this is a really unique program in that we're targeting kind of three, four and five-year-olds. So there are some schools in the city of Pittsburgh that do offer music lessons for youth, but they're starting kids around the third grade or fourth grade level. We are starting kids from a very young age, which gives them a real head start in terms of their music learning and how far they can go before they get busy in life with other things so they can really learn a lot. So that's the the music part. And then also in music, we also have a partnership with Guardians of Sound run by Michael Chapman. And that uh, through that, we have the hip hop orchestra, which I'm also a part of. And that is targeting youth of color um, and and, um, particularly around the hip hop genre of music, but trying to kind of diversify our approach to hip hop in that we're creating instrumentals to go along with the beats. So we have people singing, we have people playing instruments in the band, and we are also taking a creative approach of making our own original, original music with that. So that's more for uh, teenagers, preteens, teens. And then we also have like a young adult mentor program through that. So we have a lot of people in their 20s and early 30s who may be professional or semi-professional musicians in Pittsburgh that are very talented team of people and they're working with the youth. And so there's this real feeling of like brother and sisterhood in the group where everybody kind of helps each other out and it's fantastic. So that's the hip hop orchestra. Um, And then in terms of dance, we have a partnership with PBT, Pittsburgh Ballet Theater, where they come in, they provide teaching artists to us. We start kids, um, there's as young as three years old as well for dance all the way up through. And then they also offer full scholarships to, you know, students who show special talent to come down to PBT Um, in the strip district and have classes there as well later on, like when they get a little bit older. Um, So that's dance. And then, and they offer, I think, um, ballet, tap and jazz dance classes through PPT. And then also we have had African dance and drumming um, and different kind of family offerings that are more like for the whole fam to come down and, and make music and dance together. Um, And then with theater, we have different theater 
groups and then a teenage theater company. So they do a lot of, they do things like the Shakespeare Festival, but they also put on their own productions every year. Um, and it goes from just basic theater classes and movement classes all the way to kind of the Hatco Theater Company, which is for teens um, that put on their a whole production every spring and do the Shakespeare Festival and all that. It's amazing, like to be able to have such a wide range of things. If you're like, if you try dance and you're like, I don't think I'm really that great at that, but I think I would love to do theater. Like you, you have so much variety and it just gives you the opportunity to really branch out and kind of know, you know, allow the child the opportunity to know who they are as a creative. So I think that, I think that's just really awesome and how it's in the East End. So like it's accessible to uh, many people. Um, so you kind of talked about this a little bit, but I wanted to know, does the academy hire only its own teachers or do you all have like partners? You talked about the PBT, so like, and Guardians right. of Sound, yeah. Right, so we have partnerships with Guardians of Sound. We have partnerships with PBT. We also have done stuff before with the Alloy Studios. We've done stuff before with Kelly Strayhorn. Um, we've done a lot of stuff with Remake Learning. So there's a lot of partnerships going on with big like Pittsburgh organizations. I should also, I should also mention um, Chamber Music Pittsburgh because they have provided us with an incredible music lending library, instrument lending library. So all of our students who are on full scholarships are provided an instrument to learn on. And they we have so many instruments from them that the kids can kind of grow and move up sizes as they need to. So that's been a great partnership too. Um, and then there's Unisound, which has um, recently, it's kind of a newer organization in Pittsburgh, but they've recently created a fellowship for black teaching artists. And actually some of our teaching artists have received that fellowship. So we have a partnership in the sense that they're already teaching in our organization and then they're kind of doing things in all these other places around Pittsburgh. So yeah, it's definitely a vibrant scene and we're well connected to lots of the orgs that are doing good work in Pittsburgh around this. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I think I, I've said it before on some of my other episodes, but like Pittsburgh is really a city that is like big on collaboration. And I think that's so important, especially to keep like the art, the art community and the art scene like alive and really flourishing for the next generation. So I think that's awesome. And I do, you know, as I was doing research about Hope Academy and I'm like, I think I've been here before. And then I really thought, and I was like, when I was younger, my mom took me to do ballet. And I was like, I know this place. I'm looking at the pictures and I'm like, I've been here somewhere in my mind. This place is there. And so I just think it's so amazing that it's like, wow, when I was like five or six, I was there and there's still kids today who are going and being able to build themselves up as an artist or, you know, a creative. So I think it's really wonderful. Um, I did want to ask about, so I know a little bit of the history of Hope Academy was kind of born out of meeting the need for arts programs for school students in the city, um, or maybe even just low income. So I guess I'm curious to know, as you, you know, you've been working there since 2015, like, how have you seen this problem change over time or like evolve or more like, you know, what have you seen with that? Yeah, so we have, when I first started working there, I think we had over 600 students wow. and I would say maybe definitely under 50% of them were 
um, students of color. And now we've shifted. So almost, for example, in the music department, we're almost entirely filled with students of color now. So we have made a very conscious effort to create more space for students of color in the city of Pittsburgh to have these opportunities. Because what happens is if, if you don't consciously hold that space, uh-huh. it does not remain a space. Yeah. It gets filled with other stuff. And it, we all have to be very aware that like we need to work together to make that space available to people. So um, at Hope Academy, we've done a lot to change our numbers and to be really focused on giving opportunities to the people who need the opportunities. Um, And it's been a good, I think it's been a really great journey. Hope Academy is deeply committed to diversity. Over the years, they've implemented a diversity policy which give precedence to minority students. Over 80% of their students are on scholarships. Because the other thing that's happened along with this, and for everyone who lives in Pittsburgh, you'll know this, is that East Liberty has changed a ton. And so there's a lot going on there. And at first, you know, I wasn't there when Hope Academy first started, but it was like all in the neighborhood. You know, everybody who lived in the neighborhood would just come there for lessons. And now people are a lot more spread out. The neighborhood's been gentrified a lot. There's a lot of movement. um, And it remains a challenge to kind of get the youth that we're targeting to the place where we are, because a lot of them are coming from far away now. So this is kind of like the next horizon is how do we get funding to basically give people transport, to give people legs to come, you know? So, so that's kind of a new challenge that we have as the neighborhood is changing. Um, but the great thing is the team is super strong and the church is super supportive where we are at East Liberty Presbyterian. And so there's a lot of good work happening around making sure that everyone has access to this this program and this opportunity yeah I was curious about that because I I live in East Liberty and I was like man it's changed like I was there when they uh tore down the high rises and so I was just like to see it now and to live there now I'm just like whoa and so like yeah, yeah I was curious about like how how has that affected the program and kind of like how are you guys like dealing with that? And so I think, yeah, yeah. we have to sift through people, you know, <laughs> and um, make sure that we, you, you know, you can, you can nurture something and then you can fiercely protect something, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and in a way we need to nurture with teeth, you know, like we have to keep those teeth. We have to keep stuff protected for people who, who deserve it, who need it. And, you know, it's just, that is so important in the work that we do. And um, let's be real, East Liberty's changed a lot and it's been really hard for some folks. And, um, you know, like if anyone wants to give money for transportation, that's gonna become a real a real need because that's, that's something that's really real for people. Yeah, very interesting. Even just talking about the evolution of East Liberty and Hope Academy, like what do you, feel like the academy's hope for the future like for like where you're going we've kind of reached our target in terms of 
numbers in terms of like the demographic of the student body, we're kind of like where we want to be, which is great. Maintaining that is going to be really important and going to require funding as always, right? Um, in terms of the, the makeup of the teaching artist body and the team, that's like the next step is like diversifying that even further. So we are right now we're looking to hire a black teaching artist for violin and viola. So if you if anybody out there knows anyone, send them our way. We're looking to diversify our team always. So you will see anyone who follows us over the next few years will see a lot more teaching artists of color joining the team. Um, we've had the challenge with teaching artistry in Pittsburgh is also that like it's a very fluid thing, just like the arts world anywhere, right? It's like people don't stay anywhere for that long because if you're an artist, you're kind of, there's a lot of movement there, right? So, um, but let's see, there's uh, some great organizations in Pittsburgh that are also like working on this issue kind of across the board, across the city, you probably know. So, um, yeah, so let's see. I'm hopeful that I think that'll hopefully change very dramatically over the next couple of years. Yeah. You could tell me best. Does Hope Academy like go into schools or is it just like a like you, you come to us and like we, you know, we provide it that way. Or are there any opportunities for Hope Academy to like go into schools that way? It's interesting that you mentioned that because that's totally something that we've talked about and we have not, we have yet to do that. So we have not yet gone in and provided like regular programming for schools. Of course, we've had contact with lots of schools and like you know, we have students that are all kind of like, we have loads of Dilworth students, we have loads of Pittsburgh Montessori students, right? Like there's a there's an influx of kids from certain schools in the city, um, the, especially schools that have like an arts interest. Um, but that might be like the next horizon as well, right? Because access, if you bring it to people, then there's no problem, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that may be like the next horizon. and. And, you know, we're seeing that all over the country, right? Is like, let's just start programming in schools because this is where it's at, yeah. you know? So I would not be surprised if we see, see a shift in that direction too in the future. It'll be really cool to see how that, yeah, how that turns out and what it turns into. I'm curious to know because you've been at Hope Academy since 2015, I guess what has been your most exciting moment from being with Hope Academy and being with the students and the staff there. Something that was just exciting and really made you like light up. Yeah, there's it's there are so many moments like that. It's hard to pick one. But of course, it always has to do with these kind of of course for me because I'm a performer, right? It always has to do with these performance moments where you see a kid dedicate themselves to something over time and work and work and chip away at it and chip away at it. And then after months and months of hard work, you see someone get up on stage and perform and just light up a crowd. And 
I would say, um, especially because since 2019, the whole COVID thing has been a real challenge for everybody in the world. And in our case, you know, we had to basically close our doors and do everything virtually for almost two years. And so this past spring, the Hatco Theater Company, which is our teen theater company, um, they worked all year on devising their own monologues and writing their own text. And then in the spring, in May, they were finally able to deliver this entire show that was devised by them. And it was just so powerful to see these youth speaking in their own voices to a live crowd for the first time in two years, stories that were real that had happened to them that were happening to their families during this whole time. It was very poignant, very emotional. And it was so powerful to see them owning that stage. So Hope Academy is a pathway, a pathway for students to get into performing arts schools that they wouldn't be able to previously get in without the training they are receiving. That's just one example of many. <laughs> That's so fun. I love theater. So when I see teens doing theater, I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. But I have to say one more is like I had in last this past fall, because we weren't allowed to start any new students for a whole year during COVID. And then this last fall, I got what I call my baby class going. And I have like eight little tiny three, four and five year olds who just started playing the violin this year. And in August, we had our music camp and they were able to perform like four or five songs on stage for their parents and for everybody. And to just watch these little tiny kids holding their tiny violins and playing so beautifully on stage and being so proud. That's another one of those heart crushing moments, you know, so proud, makes you cry every time. <laughs> yeah. So fun. It's so fun because I can tell that you love what you're doing and you love how you're able to impact the students, impact the community, you know, even their parents. And so how has Hope Academy changed you as a performer, just as a, a person? What would you say? I mean, Hope Academy teaches me so much every year because the kids and the families and the teachers and like the whole community there is so vibrant and everybody is with each other. I don't know how to say that in any other way other than we're together, you know? And so everyone's open to learning from everyone. And therefore it's just this really dynamic thing that's constantly growing and changing and evolving. And um, everything from amazing conversations I've had with parents and grandparents and things that kids say to me and um, just watching the kids grow up and come into their own um, and learning from other teaching artists. It's taught me so much, but it's taught me really a lot about our community in Pittsburgh and how resilient and how powerful and how strong it is. And it makes me really proud to be from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I love that. Is there anything else you want to share with me today? Any events going on from Hope Academy or just anything you want to share? We will be having, um, the Hip Hop Orchestra will be playing at a remake learning event at the New Hazlet Theater in on September 15th. So everyone could check that out if they wanted to. Um, and there will be open um, 
in kind of an open day on Saturday, September 10th for people who would like to join Hope Academy. So new students who might be interested in coming down and trying out an instrument or trying out a dance class, there'll be kind of open dance classes that day. Um, and there'll be um, different things going on. So if you type in Hope Academy Pittsburgh or East Liberty Presbyterian Church, Hope Academy, you'll be able to go to the website and or the Facebook page and see more about the event, but it's on September 10th. And everyone's welcome to come down to the church that day and try stuff out. That's awesome. I'm already thinking of some people that I'm like, send them down there. Your kid will love this. <laughs> so that's awesome. Everybody should definitely check that out. So I just want to say thank you for talking with me today and just shedding some light on what Hope Academy is doing in the East End and for the city of Pittsburgh. And so for everyone who's listening, if you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to share this and just let other people know about the wonderful things that Hope Academy is doing in the city of Pittsburgh. I'm Liza Barley, and you've been listening to WQED's Voice of the Arts.